Welcome to the Insider Worldbuilding Podcast. The place where you can experience life in another dimension, told from the perspective of a visitor to that dimension. I'm Fox Keys. That visitor is me. That dimension is Dunari. I have lived here since I was tricked into passing through an interdimensional gateway just after my 14th birthday. Once again, I will postpone the Shiny Top introduction episode until my voice improves. The spirit voice is plaguing me. Yes, I'm taking medicine, but as soon as I think it's getting better, it worsens again. Maybe they should call it Spirit Voice Echo, because it keeps coming back. Today I will croak a bit about Clivel, the magic language of Dunari. And I'm not postponing simply because of my voice. It's deeper than that. Shiny Top has banned me from introducing him. He says it's disrespectful when I sound like a creaky door. Would a king allow a mouse to announce his presence? Shiny Top said when I revealed my podcast plan. No, a king would have a warrior announce it. And... Right now, Fox, you're more mouse than warrior. He had a point. I will respect Shiny Top's wishes. We've been through a lot, and he's a great friend. But I won't take any crap from him either, especially when he gets high ideas about himself. And just because he doesn't think I'm worthy to introduce him, that doesn't prevent me from saying things about him. Like when he gave me his first bit of official guidance. It had to do with Clivel, the language used to manipulate the magical substance called Levon. While Levon is a naturally forming energy source, I still refer to it as magic, because, even after all these years, it's still as magical to me as electricity would be to a caveman. Clivel is an ancient, sacred language. It is only accessible to skilled practitioners. Even then, those practitioners only learn segments of it. They say that if one person learned the entire Clivel vocabulary, that person could control the world. Clever thinking by the Clivel creators. Almost as clever are the safeguards built into the language to prevent unauthorised use. While anyone can, in theory, illegally learn Clivel, if they don't use the exact pronunciations, they will suffer. I have to admit, it's a genius method of controlling Levon. I first learned about Clivel on the day Ganhook officially assigned Shiny Top as my guide. This was my fourth morning in Room Zero. I had expected Ganhook to give me the walking stick and then explain how Shiny Top would guide me. Instead, Ganhook performed a short ceremony. He began with, I now present you with your guide to life and Dunari. It will. I don't remember much else. 
He went on a bit about protection, loyalty, mutual respect and other stuff. I suspected this was aimed at Shiny Top. At least I hoped it was. I couldn't figure out how I could be expected to be loyal to a ghost. Truth was, I was as terrified as Shiny Top as I was fascinated by Shiny Top. Ganhook finished his ceremony with magic words. This delighted me. While it didn't sound like the words number five had taught me, Gandhuk's sentences were simple vocalizations and easy to remember. I planned to find out what they meant. They could contribute to my escape, or so I thought. The pronunciation went do ven do check vexed do ven do Sounds easy, right? Wrong. When I chanted these words, what emerged from my mouth was Warning. Do not attempt to replicate Ganduk's spell. I still remember the shock and fear when that happened. And I still remember the salty taste of blood when I bit my lip for fear I'd say those words again. That's when Shiny Top gave me his first official bit of guidance. You fool, he hissed. Have you a death wish? No, I replied. No. Your lucky Ganthook simply built a warning into the spell chant, Shiny Top continued. He normally protects them with second level killing spells to stop others using them. Shiny Top then proceeded to lecture me about the dangers of Clivell. I didn't dare reply, didn't dare open my mouth for fear of what I might say. I was also bitterly disappointed. It turned out that Ghost Cat Number Five's words were common words that everybody knew, and there wasn't much magic about them. Shiny Top still teases me about my first Clivell efforts. I suspect he is jealous. His primary goal is to escape from the staff. He has hinted that Kaivel could help him to do this. And, while he knows countless magic words, they're about as useful to him as a shotgun is to a wasp, because he's unable to pronounce a single one of them. This doesn't stop him practicing, though. I have woken on many a night to hear him babbling away, trying to tune his vocals to use Clivell. Over the years, I have learned some basic Clivell spell chants too. Unfortunately, there is no spell chant to cure spirit voice. This makes sense, of course. If I tried to chant while hoarse, I couldn't make the correct pronunciations, and then the spell chant could well turn on me. For now, I'll just have to suffer with it. And now some context on my first real experience with Levon magic. Just to repeat, the Dunri folk don't regard Levon as magic. It's just easier for me to think of it like that. How could you introduce magic to your world? That's if you want to use magic, of course. Magic is fun. 
But if you're going to use it in your world, it has to come from somewhere. Otherwise, its appearance would be truly magical, but not believable, while you may never need to explain where your magic originated. It's useful to know some basics about it, like where it came from, who discovered it, how did they learn to manipulate it, and so on. This will lead you to the good stuff, the fun stuff, creating spells and changing the world for the better or worse. Perhaps begin your magic creation process with a natural resource. Doing a real of one is a rare natural resource with properties that, over time, are recognized as useful. It's powerful, recyclable, and valuable. But if you found a nugget of Levon in your back garden, you'd be hard put to do anything with it, or even know what it was. Have you already created some resources in your world that could be tweaked to form basic magic? For inspiration, think about electricity. Go into your room zero, turn off the light, imagine it's a cave, and that you are a caveman sheltering from a toddler storm. The world trembles. Lightning flashes. The cave is illuminated with cold, terrifying light. Your pulse races. What is this monstrous force in the sky? You wonder, is it magic? When you've had enough terror, how do you get bored playing the caveman? Turn on the light. The light bulb fills the room with warm relaxing light. But you don't think of this as magic. Why not? It's coming from the same energy source. You don't think of it as magic because mankind has, over time, harnessed electricity. But it didn't happen overnight. From the time the ancient Greeks used electric eels to relieve pain, humanity has experimented with electricity. And electricity has often been considered magic. So, how could your magic evolve from a raw material? And how can you manipulate it? Words and pronunciations control Levon. When you think about it, it's not much different from telling Alexa to play some music. Okay, Alexa can't blow up things. Not yet, anyway. But I hope you get my meaning. Like everything everywhere, magic evolves over time. It needs at least some basic background to increase your world's authenticity. And once you start creating your magic system, think about ways it could be interrupted. Right now, I can't pronounce the few Clivell spells that I know. They're not powerful or important spells. The most important spell is a distraction spell I use when Shiny Top talks too much. But without my spells, I feel vulnerable. How can you make your magic practitioners feel vulnerable? In future episodes, I will explore magic in greater detail. In the meantime, think about magic like this. 
Without a solid foundation, your magic could well stay it's wild, mysterious, and unpredictable to your audience, as the lightning is to a caveman. Now it is time for this episode's strange but true snippet. Just like static electricity can make weird things happen, Lavun energy has some weird attributes too. One example of this is what Gandalf calls his sky garden. Every spring, when the southwesterly winds wash over the city, they carry clouds of pink pollen from the pine fruit orchards of Mustar. The pollen tints the winds pink, and while most of it is scattered out to sea, any that passes over Gandalf's fortress is attracted to the dome protection spells energy. The pollen will coat the spell dome, leaving you feeling like you're under the most amazing pink umbrella. Of course, Ganuk could modify the spell to prevent this from happening, but he likes it. He calls it the nicest way to welcome spring. I suspect he also likes the status of being the one to create such beauty. It certainly softens his cold and rootless image. For a while, anyway. It takes three days for the pollen to lose its luster. During that time, people come from all around to view the dome. Every year, under strict conditions, Gandhik will invite local children and their parents to enter the compound and view the dome from beneath. It's a great public relations exercise. It's also one of the few times Ganhook looks like he's actually enjoying himself. This, of course, is the best time to coax favours out of him. Once the pollen fades to brown, Ganhook alters the spell to release it. And we have clear skies above us for another year. Strange indeed. But very, very true. In the next episode, I hope to discuss the role of personal guides in world building. And I will finally introduce Shiny Top, officially. If he let me. Until then, goodbye. Or as we say in Dunery, Dravik. <laughs> <laughs>